Hello, beautiful hearts and happy Eclipse Day. I made it. I said that I would do my best to get here and here I am. And it is going to be a beautiful, short, succinct potty today. Um, I want to really just, you know, knuckle in and chew on a little bit of this energy. If you haven't already uh, opened up my Monday Musing from yesterday, I talk a little bit, a little bit there. Um, and of course, my post is up on Facebook and Instagram so you can go and check out a little bit of the reading of what I have written as well if you like to have a little bit of uh, that that as well if that's a part of your sinking in system is the reading right I love to read but I love to talk I love listening but I love to see as well so sometimes a post can really land things viscerally into your energetic field and of course this is a Taurus lunar eclipse so it's very much around the visceral component it's very you know attached to our physical body so you know for some people may be feeling physical symptoms today headaches the like you know this this total lunar eclipse today, tonight actually, so ultimately depending on where you are in the world, tonight here in Brisbane, um, we're going to be able to see this blood moon um, if these clouds shift. I've just been watching the skies all day. Um, from around quarter past eight to like 20 to 10. And um, it's it's a five hour and 55 minute long, darling, a total lunar eclipse. And we will not actually have another total lunar eclipse. Of course, we continue to still have lunar eclipses um, every year, but we won't have another total lunar eclipse for until 2025. So we really want to soak this in. And, you know, and like I said, being in Taurus, this is very visceral. So some people may be feeling very headachey or energized or cells are reverberating or or, you know, you can just feel that like little tingle in the air if you're super sensitive like I am. I can really just feel this um, like I could grab the energy with my hands. And Taurus, you know, a Taurus full moon eclipse. This is the end of uh, our eclipses for this year. And it is the end of the eclipse wormhole. And, and like I said, sort of the solar eclipse was that gateway opening um, really to the south node. And it was sort of the gateway of dissension, wasn't it? I mean, this two weeks of what is usually a waxing moon where we feel energized and, and building and, and, you know, growing. And yes, whilst the moon has been doing that, there has been this true dissension, hasn't there? And, and realistically, once this full moon uh, lunar eclipse pops tonight at 16 degrees of Taurus, if you're wanting to check that out in your own chart, um, uh, you know, Again, we're going to be in this waning phase of the moon, the purging, the banish, banishing, the releasing and the letting go. So it really feels like four weeks of walking in the underworld with this solar eclipse in Scorpio that we had two weeks ago and now this full moon eclipse um, in Taurus to finish and tie this up. And like I said before, Uranus with this exact conjunction to Uranus, I think I said it, um, <laughs> you know, if you're having sort of like a lot of mental sort of stuff, you know, like maybe, maybe it is just headaches or maybe it's just like a lot of buzzing or sounds or, you know, like, you know, I'm feeling like sort of like electrical shock sort of things going on in different parts of my body. Um, I've just taken really deep care of myself today. It's been it, it's been a really tender day for me. Um, I'm feeling deep and wide, and 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 giving myself lots of space and grace. And when people are like, "Oh, what do what should I do? What do I want to do under this full moon eclipse?" I'm like, "Nothing. Do nothing. Receive. Be. Surrender. Like if you can deliberately surrender today, and you know over this next twenty four hours." you will receive in that, like receiving not only the moon's blessing and the moon's wisdom and the moon's illumination, but remembering that 
eclipses conceal things we become eclipsed things are hidden so over these next two weeks you know we probably will start to see themes stories you know old stuff from the underworld start to come up but you know because this is Taurus you know the the most fixed earth sign there is it's the body it's the cells it's alchemy it's manifestation these are Taurian qualities yeah so we're gonna you know we're gonna watch what unfolds over these next two weeks but we're gonna you know today it's it's really in the feeling and some people are feeling high and energized and others are feeling soft and gentle and for me you know this is specifically hitting my entire Taurus stellium um and you know the eclipse actually lands uh, very close to my son Chiron, two degrees away. So in an application. So it's very, I can feel the strength of this, but I can feel the softness and stillness in my own sweet surrender. And as I've probably said before, you know, in my 2022 kit, when you first open it, um, you know, I always have sort of like a theme for the year and it was, you know, the word surrender was there. Sweet, subtle surrender was the words of 2022 and the amount of people that message me and that just say, I've had to surrender has just been all I can do this year. And I'm like, yes, because we're in this love and death nodal portal, you know, this Scorpio and Taurus axis has been massive. And as the gateway to the underworld opened with the solar eclipse two weeks ago, because of the dissension of the south node now the north node is being activated and our future awaits you know what is it that we're imbuing into our own cells to invite into the new future self that we want to be and maybe it looks nothing like what we imagined you know Taurus energy is those desires and pleasures and can you go beyond the mind of going oh I pleasure this is what pleasure is to me and this is what I desire can you go deeper into that and maybe over the next two weeks start to uncover some deeper desires that are around your future remember Uranus is involved here as well and Uranus is the planet of the future okay the north node's involved which is the the collective consciousness future gateway (laughs) you know we are we are walking we are walking between worlds, but we're walking constantly in between past, present and future. Like where, where are you spending most of your energy? Where are you expending most of your energy, thoughts, time, heart in the past, in the future, in the present? But in these sorts of portals, you know, things are opening up to us. Dimensions are opening up to us that maybe we didn't have access to, um, and now we do. So there can be a lot of cellular sort of upgrady energy happening today. It's very visceral. Um, you know, we can feel this in our body because of this Taurian component. And interestingly enough, in the liquid crystals, today is kyanite day, which is crow medicine. So that bird medicine. Um, I mean, I see crows every single day of my life. Um, some people don't. So seeing a crow for them becomes this real big totem, whereas the crows have always been a big part of my life. They are probably one of my favorite birds Um, and I remember being in my 20s and always loving crows and telling everyone how much I love crows and everyone would always say horrible awful things about them and and I was like no there's something about them that I just love Um, and today is this crow medicine day so that that message the squawk you know um, you know asking are you in alignment you know because that's what kyanite is in the liquid crystals this sense of alignment it's the throat chakra it's communication hello lines up to Taurus can't make this shit up Taurus rules the throat 
Um, and as we know, you know, Scorpio and Taurus have these very synergized physical connections with with Scorpio ruling, you know, not just the womb, but of course the sexual reproduction. I mean, you know, not the womb, but in in a way, but the sexual reproductive organs, which look very similar to um, our vocal cords and things. If you go and have a look at both of them, and that's the Taurus and Scorpio. So there is this synergy around our pleasure and our desire. What are we speaking out into into the collective consciousness? Our words are magic, as we know. Hello, Don Miguel Ruz. If you haven't read The Four Agreements, highly recommend it. It's so easy. You can get through it in just a few hours. Um, but life-changing, you know, it's, it's a book I reference constantly. Um, because words are white magic or black magic. Our words heal or harm. And what is not being spoken is always being spoken. And that's the difference these days is that people used to be able to conceal what they really felt or their feelings or, um, you know, their words. But really now that, you know, uh, the veils are thin because there are no veils. Like that, that, this is it. Like this is it. We are fully connected into this you know, new quantum reality. And for some of us, yes, for some of us, no, and that's okay as well. You know, I wrote that in my post today um, around for some people, this is a real cellular upgrade and things can really shift for people when they put in the work. Um, and for other people, they're not ready for that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and it's about honoring where we're at. It's not about pushing to be something or someone else or to get to a particular place. It's around time. I'm just going to have a little sip of water because I'm feeling extra. I don't know about you, but today I've eaten very light. Um, I've just literally, I've gone to the gym. Um, it's been such a, like a slow embodied day for me. Um, but deliberate everything for me this week. And what I'm, my hot tips for this week are deliberate, deliberate surrendering, deliberate intention, deliberate conversations. If you've got nothing good to say, just maybe just shut up. Like maybe don't whinge, maybe don't say the things that you usually say. And I noticed that today because there was sort of a situation and usually I would sort of go, oh, that was a bit blah, 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 but I didn't. Um, and I really just noticed myself going, yeah, uh, you know, let's have deliberate energetic conversations or let's speak um you know the word sword has the word word in it you know and we know that mars is in gemini and that sword of truth can be liberating sometimes but that sword of truth can also penetrate and uh you know not be a great experience anyway my whole point was is i need to have a bloody drink of water so let me do that Um, but my whole point was, is it just feels like there's a real lightness today, but this real tenderness and there's this depth, but again, it's very visceral. I can feel it. Like it doesn't feel heavy. I wouldn't say for me personally, it's not a heavy energy. It's just, there's just this, yeah, there's just this intensity. There's just this, what's holding everything together. You know, and I wrote this around um, Venus, you know, she's the ruler of this, this lunar eclipse and she's in her detriment in Scorpio. So very Kali Ma energy, you know, but there's also she's holding the thread of breaking or breaking through, you know, like holding, you know, and, you know, Mercury is also in Scorpio. Are we blowing up? <laughs> you know, are we blowing fuses? I know that some people have um, blown fuses this this week already. You know, they've just they've been pushed to their edge and that's been it. And, you know, 
this is the release point. This is the breaking point. We are meeting an edge and then we meet another edge. And that's what where we have been taken over these past two weeks. And even this year, I mean, it's been, a, you know, like, you know, a very interesting year, especially considering next year's even like bigger uh, on an astrological level. But it's this Scorpio South Node and Taurus North Node axis that's really uh, taking us to terrain that we maybe had thought we'd moved past or we'd healed from, but there's still some sort of attachment and story around to it. So as much as this lunar eclipse is around the North Node, it's still a full moon. There's still things to be illuminated, which I feel like we we come out of eclipse season in two weeks when we have this very fiery Jupiter um, new moon in Sag, which really, um, I can't believe I'm saying Sag, like how are we at the end of the year already? <laughs> Jeez. Um, but I feel there's this really, there's this, there's this energy of an, this is a very earthbound eclipse, but at the same time, it's, it's quantum healing that's going on at the same time. So that's why for me, it's sort of around do less, be more, you know, tune in, but you don't have to specifically do anything. It's these times that like tonight, my um, youngest daughter who's finishing primary school, she plays percussion. She is amazing at percussion. So she gets to play, you know, all these great big glockenspiels and, you know, all the things. And she also is in all of the choirs. She's also choir captain. Um, you know, this is my little Virgo moon in the fifth house, um, Sag Stellium, super, super creative, super, super the side of the brain that's the creative. I think it's left, is it? Not right or right and not left, whatever. Um, tomatoes, tomatoes, you get what I mean. Um, but yes, she's quite, she got choir captain for year six. And, um, and so she's speaking tonight. She's introducing the whole night because the choirs start. And so I'm going to be in this hall with a million other bloody parents and um, listening to kids sing, which I must admit brings me so much joy. Um, I can really handle, like, it's funny because what I can handle the most is singing and percussion, um, you know, strings and, and, and all the clarinets and stuff like, you know, it's a little bit like, but um, I love watching kids be fully creative and, you know, you know, trying to not even trying because they're not trying, they're doing, doing what brings their heart joy. And so it's wonderful to see, um, all of these kids get up on the stage in front of everyone. And that's what I'll be doing tonight. I mean, we'll probably finish up. We'll come out as the lunar eclipse starts to turn red. So, of course, that's sort of perfect timing. And, um, you know, let her guide us home tonight and just be in that energy. But I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to sleep really well tonight because I can feel like I just want to, you know, drop into a, like a real somber sort of, you know, deep meditative dreamscape I can really feel that sort of calling me tonight um so I just want to say there's nothing to do surrender deliberately there's nothing to to be just just be still if, if you want to make the most of eclipse seasons and eclipse cycles stillness is often the key and this week we have a beautiful reprieve with mercury and venus trining neptune um, and lilith but you know we've got to remember all of these scorpio planets because we've got the sun venus and um, mercury all there um, and of course um, um, they will then trine the other planets that are in water signs so um, we have our Neptune and Jupiter in in Pisces Black Moon Lilith is in Cancer next week the moon moves into Cancer so there's another really big glorious uh, water uh, trine grand water trine which is beautiful but this week there's this invitation because not only this is what I want to say not only are these planets 
trining all of the water planets, but then these Scorpio planets have to square Saturn. Okay, so that's also happening this week. So there's some squares, there's some tension, there's some edges that we're going to have to push through this week. But the reprieve that I'm inviting is that Mercury and Neptune, um, Mercury and Venus both try Neptune um, and then eventually try Jupiter as well. And for me, this is a welcome reprieve. I just want to say this is the time to dissolve, to bliss out, to be on the earth, to meditate, to put music on. If everything is feeling too much, do less. You know, a quote that I often say to clients who are struggling or, you know, in their chat or they're just, you know, there's just a lot going on for them. It's one of my favorite Buddhist quotes is around when muddy water let sit becomes clear. And often what I see is people are in muddy water. Think about it. You know, you're there. You don't know what you want to do. You're making decisions. You're, you're confused. And especially with Mars square Neptune. You know, there's like, am I moving forward? I feel like I'm stuck or, you know, there's all these decisions to be made. And so they're in the water and they're flapping their arms around this, 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 this. And you just, just, just visualize that, see that maybe that's you right now. Um, I know that a lot of people are in muddy water and they're not able to find stillness there. They keep doing more. They keep busying themselves or they keep distracting themselves with busyness because often being busy is just a form of distraction from the soul, from the soul's voice, because really busy is a choice, you know, but you know, we, we choose to be busy. Um, even if we have full abundant lives and work is full, there's still an element of choice um, and priorities and what's more important. Um, and busy for me, those sort of very busy, rushed people distract. It's just, it's all distractions at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, and so we're thinking of this muddy water, right? So it's just like splashing around and, and, and there's no clarity. But as soon as you stay still in the water, all of the mud settles at the bottom and all of a sudden that water becomes clear. All of a sudden, the next move is right there. It was just in front of you, but you couldn't see it because you were splashing about. You know, the, the future is calling or the present is gifting you some wisdom that you are not picking up on because you're splashing about. So maybe, you know, look at if you are in muddy water at the moment and you're splashing about and maybe ask yourself if you busy yourself to distract yourself from truth um, because it's easier to just keep filling your life up with stuff, um, you know, than face what maybe you need to face. And I mean, and... And this is what this axis is all about, you know, and we are shifting from this axis. So this is the final closing down of this axis for the next for nearly 10 years. And yes, next year we have two more full moon um, eclipses, not total, but full moon eclipses in the signs of Scorpio and Taurus. But those new moon eclipses are going to be in um, Libra and Aries. So there's going to be a very different, you know, like I sort of think in my 2023 kit, I wrote like a an upside down sort of eclipse sort of season. It's going to be very interesting because uh, we're still moving from a Venus. We're, we're ultimately right now, if we look at traditional rulers, Scorpio um, is ruled traditionally by Mars. And of course, Taurus is ruled by Venus. Then we move into Aries Libra next year for our eclipses. And guess what? Venus, um, Libra is ruled by Venus and Aries is ruled by Mars. So again, we're getting that Martian and, and Venusian eclipses again. So we're not out of this whole relationship stuff, but this, this bit that we're in now is the crunchy bit. You know, we are in the crunchiness because we're in this six year, it's all around 
relationships and diving deep into old stories and old patterns and old habits and old karmas and clearing up karmic stuff. You know, it's it's been deep. We've been traveling with Pluto, who is the modern day ruler of um of Scorpio. We have been traveling with him. Um and We've been death walking, we've been shadow walking, and there's a lot more of that to come, darlings, next year. Because we, like I said, we still have two more lunar eclipses in this axis. However, the axis shifts um, next year. So it's, it's very fascinating, our eclipse seasons next year. Um, but right now, um, you know, it feels like a new turn of the karmic wheel, to be honest, today. Um, and we're going to feel that even if you've just done your normal things today. You can feel something in the air, you know, even if it's happiness or extra happiness or joy or um, leisure or sadness, maybe there's a grieving, you know, maybe you're grieving something, maybe you've lost something, maybe you've had to say goodbye, maybe you're letting go of something, maybe you're in the process of letting go of something, or maybe you're, you know, at the beginning of admitting that you need to let go of something. All of that is a grief process. So please journey well, tend to your heart sacredly, tend to your hearts tenderly, give yourself grace, give yourself space. You know, we are turning this, this, as the moon turns red tonight, blood red, she invites us to turn you know, turn a notch in our own karmic wheel and our own karmic reckoning in our own karmic template. And I just feel like this is as the, the next two weeks unravel because we have been descending into the underworld. Now we are, again, we're releasing and, 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 and relishing in the, the release, you know, if you can. The letting go seems more real than ever, <laughs> you know, um, it really does. And again, I would just say, enjoy this week. Enjoy the moments with this Mercury and Venus trine Neptune, giving us this reprieve and, and trine uh, Black Moon Lilith too, which could, you know, be around that reclamation of your desires, that reclamation of speaking up. Because for some, it's actually about getting uncomfortable with those parts. And for others, it's about being quiet and tending to our own needs quietly, sacredly, not loudly. And you know, I've all banged on about 2023, which I'll continue to do um, around, around the energies there. I mean, I've spoke about it the last couple of weeks. You can check out those podcasts um, if you feel drawn to. Um, but, you know, let, let the Neptunian bliss dissolve us. If we need to, if things are hard and you're in struggle, let go and flow. If things, you know, if you are in that muddy water, let, let, let's just find stillness over these next two weeks. Because again, you know, Mars is still square Neptune and, and you know, we're still exiting the wormhole, but really entering a new lunar phase come the 24th of November when we have that beautiful new moon in Sagittarius. So I want to say, you know, while there's a little, there's some edge and some tension with some squares to Saturn, Saturn is also an apex and a calling card in this, what's called a fixed T-square. So if we're looking at the chart, it looks like a triangle um, or one of, is it an isosceles? Oh, it's one of those triangles. The GM geometry is an 180 degree and then 90 degrees to get to the point. So the 180 degree opposition is the sun. Mercury, 
the south node and Venus. And then opposite that is this Taurus full moon eclipse, Uranus and the north node. Both of those two are squaring Saturn. So you can see you can see there that Saturn is that that he's the apex point. He's the release point. And he is, as we know, you know, Mr. Authority, but he's karmic. He's about facing your truth, facing your responsibilities. Are you saving something that's not work saving? Are you putting work into something that's not going anywhere, but you just keep pushing and forcing? Again, yes, this is about work and this is about taking responsibility for our own actions, our own karma, our own energetic signature. Absolutely. Saturn becomes quite a, you know, a big player, you know, especially in Scorpio season because we've got all this fixed energy making that square to him as he finally, you know, he's going to finally move forward and he is now, but he's going to, you know, get off this bloody 18 degree mark for fuck, fuck's sake. If you're anything like me and have these 18 degree points at in any of the fixed signs, you know, Saturn's been on there for a while because he's stationed um, direct there. So ultimately, we're sort of looking to Saturn as well. And whilst Uranus is sort of heavily influencing us to break free or to expect something new or to be innovative, you know, break a system, break a rule, break your own rules, like break free from the shackles and the chains that you hold yourself in. You know, he wants to liberate you. Okay. Uranus wants to liberate. So again, be careful, especially if you're in, in, in you know, be careful driving and accidents and just be mindful and be very conscious of your, of your, your actions and awareness um, while you're on the roads and things like that, because, you know, there can be an erraticness to this as well. But then we look to Saturn as the disciplinary. We look to Saturn as, well, where are we, where's the anchor here? And he's our anchor. So we look to him for truth. We look to him for insight. And he is always going to point us back home to ourselves. He wants us to succeed, but the work must be put in. So whilst, yes, there's a lot of these sorts of triggers going on this week as well, as the moon will peak to her glorious uh, bleed tonight, then she will dissolve and she will be stunning tomorrow night. Let me give you the hot tip. A full moon is always absolutely fucking glorious the night after as well. Um, and she will still be in Taurus. And ultimately, you know, with this Neptunian stuff that's that's here for us, use that, work with that. Don't force, don't push, allow, relax, literally be still and see what you receive in the stillness. Okay, darlings, so much love. Very big lunar eclipse blessings from my big Taurus stellium to all of you and wherever this is happening for you. So much love.